All right. Welcome to System.Debug. Tonight, we are talking about net neutrality and what it means for the developers of Salesforce. No air guitar just for you, RJ. I felt I won't do it. Done with this air guitar. I almost over, man. That was oh. so 2016. What? <laughs> 2016. I said I almost considered not playing the bump and replacing it with a standard canned or a standard canned message that said, "I'm sorry, we aren't able to stream because you don't participate on our streaming package." Yeah, you need, bump, is, you need the bump package. My question is: Does was it the effort of having to make a canned message that made you not want to do it? No, it was the fact that I just thought of it two minutes before we went live. Oh, fair enough. I mean, that's fair enough. I, I honestly, yeah. And, so, and I forgot we were going to have a show until like two hours ago. I'm like, oh yeah, we have. A show. How do you figure we we're going to have a show when we were talking about it like half the weekend? Oh, that wasn't me half the weekend. <laughs> this is your, like your wife is like joining the hangout session and tweeting for you. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's damn. Yeah, you know what I mean. All right, so tonight we are talking about net neutrality. We're not talking about the politics of net neutrality. We're not talking about how we feel whether or not it was right or wrong. The reality is it happened, okay? Uh, it was removed by a vote of three to two by the FCC. And on, for the foreseeable future, this is how it's going to work, right? Right. I mean, um, it, possibly. It's been, rich. I mean, for how long, see how long it lasts, right? There's efforts to reverse it and all that. Stuff. Lawsuits. The EFF is all over it, you know. So. Well, and mind you, this is something that's only been in place since 2015, okay? So it's not like it's been around forever and we're just now, like, losing this huge thing. Up until 2015, it was completely voluntary. So what is net neutrality? Class? Go ahead. <laughs> Class. All right. So... Net neutrality basically was a, up until 2015, an agreement upon most ISPs, internet service providers, that, and it was voluntary, so it's something that, you know, we don't really necessarily have to concern ourselves too much with, I would think, right now, as they weren't really being uh, abusive about it in the past. So what it basically means is that any medium to transfer data and and this is going back to like 1934 when the first title II was created by the government and it's basically saying that all communication lines and all uh, 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 data transfer needs to will be neutral for lack of a better term right that you couldn't control the data packets being sent from one end to the other based on content right right and as I was saying, up until 2015, this was completely voluntary by most ISPs, right? They, they all had just said, you know what? We're just here to provide a service. It's to get them to buy the internet. And if we hamper the internet, they're not going to want to buy it, right? Mm -hmm. Right. But it's 2017. We've had a whole bunch of years of microtransactions kind of teaching everybody that this is the way to do business. Is this a fear of ours now? I don't I don't see it affecting the way I'm doing business right now at the moment. You know, um, what I am worried about is the same thing that all the other people are worried about. And right now it's it's true that it's fear, uncertainty and doubt because we don't know. 
I just know that I have a severe lack of trust. <laughs> um, but, you know, I could totally see something happening like, well, you know, um, you in order for you to access business related websites like salesforce.com and all of that stuff that you have to purchase a working from home plan or something, you know, a home business plan, which is going to be a different level. And now we can go ahead and open up certain businesses to you for you to be able to access. Right. Um, things like that worry me. Things like, you know, you know, every cable unplug cable cutter, right? Like myself, you know, I have internet and that's all. I don't have cable TV. I have an over area antenna. I've got Netflix and Amazon and all that crap. And, you know, I feel like that's a prime target for them saying, oh, you want to watch, you know, HBO. Well, you're going to have to purchase the HBO plan. I guess that's a bad example because you already have it, right? Uh, but you're going to have to purchase like the Netflix, the Netflix plan or the, the Amazon Prime video plan if you want to do that. Oh, and you want to stream music? Well, that's the multimedia Pandora plan or, you know, that I have that same worry. Is that going to happen? Well, and that's know. kind of what they've advertised, right? Is that like that? That's the big kind of uh, worry is that you're going to start seeing little pieces of uh, uh, things on your bill saying, hey, you know what? You, you streamed Netflix. That's $10 charge. You know, you play video games on Steam. That's a $10 charge. Um, the other viewpoint is that, you know, they're talking about how it's going to, you know, uh, uh, it's not about what it's coming to the consumers. It's going to, you know, they're going to charge Netflix. They're going to charge Google. They're going to charge Amazon. Um, but really, when you think about it, it's kind of arbitrary. It's all going to come down to the consumers. If they charge Netflix, Netflix is going to raise their bill two dollars, right? Yeah. So what does that kind of mean for for companies like Salesforce, right? So mm -hmm. you talk about uh, other companies who who you know maybe. They have a lot more money than Salesforce. Let's look at Microsoft, right? A lot more money than Salesforce has. And they have their own CRM platform, right? Dynamics. Right. And so you end up with a situation where they might be able to fork out a little bit more money to companies like Comcast, Charter, um, or uh, AT&T in order to hamper Salesforce's bandwidth. Well, it's not that they would hamper Salesforce's bandwidth. It's that they would pay for a higher level than Salesforce can afford to pay for, right? But you don't think that bribery could happen underhandedly? Well, I think it totally could, and I think that kind of thing probably happens every day. You know, If I'm honest, I'll tell you a real quick little story. It doesn't really relate to business so much, but it definitely relates to like the whole throttling issue. Last year, when The Walking Dead <laughs> launched their episode, right, everybody knew, spoiler alert, that somebody was going to get their head bashed in, and everybody had figures of who it was going to be, whatever, right? And Sling TV offered the option of, if you start a free trial with us, you download our client, free trial, we will let you watch <clears throat> the very first season, not the first season, but the season opening episode of The Walking Dead through our service, Right but you had to download their client first. So me being a cable cutter, but absolutely hooked on The Walking Dead was like, I'm not going to wait an entire year. It's going to get spoiled first. I got to find out. So I did it, right? A little three megabyte client logged in at my charter at home was going to take a be a three-hour download for me. Three-hour download through charter. And I'm like, that just that's only three megabytes. Why is this going to take three hours? I thought naturally Sling's got to be the problem. So what I did just to test it is I disconnected my laptop from Charter from home and I plugged in my phone's 
wireless connection through Sprint. And that sucker downloaded in like split seconds. Just boom, just that fast. I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. And that got me curious. I'm like, all right, all right. Maybe it's my router at home. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe my Wi-Fi router just sucks. So I SSH'd into my server down in Texas through LineNode, right? And I did a quick wget on that URL, downloaded from LineNode to my server in 30 seconds. And then I did a wget from my home address through my Wi-Fi router to that IP address and downloaded it in 30 seconds. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So I went back, connected back to Charter thinking everything's fine, tried to download that file again, no dice. That tells me beyond a shadow of a doubt, and they have denied it, you know, and I've got to take it open with them. It's been open for almost a year now, probably over a year, yeah, because Walking Dead. And they have yet to get a support engineer on phone with me. But I'm like, that doesn't make sense. If I'm not connected to your network and I try to download this file, I can get it in 30 seconds. But if I go through your network, it takes me three hours. And it just happens to be a competing service because I don't use your cable service for TV. So that tells me right there that they're already lying and they've already throttled some things and they're going to stifle competition. And that's, you know, I could be wrong, but I'd like somebody to offer me a better explanation about what that was, right? That seems suspicious to say the least. Yeah, and so the worry I have is that now it's just legal for them to do so. Now, there is something to be said about the uh, guidelines, because they did put in some guidelines stating that if they are going to be restricting bandwidth in any form, they have to you know, uh, present it to their stakeholders, which is pretty much everybody, right? That's you, that's me. They have to actually have a, a document saying that this is why we restrict certain content or, or why it's uh, limited in bandwidth, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and, and it's kind of funny when you think about like the ramifications of decisions here in the United States um, globally, right? Right. So r- the bill was passed, what, December 14th? Yes, I believe. Right, that's like when they finally signed it off. And you talk about... Um, you know, uh, 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 other countries in this world. And I'm trying to share my screen here real quick. And this is in France, right? Mm-hmm. And for those of us that can hardly read it, what does that say, Brian, and anybody who's just listening? Well, I mean, I'm not going to really like go to it. You can go to commitstrip.com to find it. It's kind of their their newest one or whatever. But it's basically pointing out the fact that you know, they're making a mockery once again, um, of course, but more or less it's it's pointing out how the United States is looked upon and how we do business to everybody else in the rest of the world. And I, I it's kind of crazy because you wonder where that goes from here, right? Mm-hmm. Does it have ramifications in other countries? Is this going to be a thing that's going to kind of, and, and I know that other countries actually have a lot of these kinds of things in place. Yeah, right? I mean, like, like the firewall, the great firewall of China, right? That's, right. You know, blocking a lot of stuff, you know. Um, but I also think, I don't know, I, I, I'm really scared of what it could mean. And I feel like if the country wants to remain competitive in the international market, I mean, everything's happening on the net. And now we're basically giving those with larger amounts of money more access to it, right? And that's going to leave those smaller companies that don't 
kind of in a lurch. It's going to be really hard for them to compete, especially if you're bringing, you know, uh, you're giving people a fast lane who can afford it. You know, I've got friends that, you know, they sell craft stamps online, right? Great. You know, but it's a small mom and pop business and they're competing with larger businesses and stuff like that. Um, and so, you know, if, if it comes to the point where, yeah, they're going to have a really slow connection compared to the next person, you know, that's, that's to me, that's unacceptable. That, that would put them out of business. Or Etsy is just going to crush them yeah, in exactly. the submission. Exactly. Because Etsy, I mean, they've got the money to do it, right? And we're like, oh, sure, we'll pay for that fast lane. I was going to actually ask RJ, where are you on this? So the thing that worries me uh, a lot is that I like choice. Um, and I don't know whether this is going to happen or not. I guess we'll find out in the, in the coming months and years. Um, but my the biggest fear that I have is thinking about this, right? You have Comcast, you got Charter. Those two are competing over here where I'm at right now, right? Um, let's say I want to get rid of Charter because they're really not doing well and I don't, I don't like their service anymore. They've failed me a million times or something like that, right? If they essentially not lock me out, but if they slow Comcast to a halt or whoever the competition is, if they slow all their services basically to a grinding halt, how do I ever get out of my contract? Right. You know, you have to, I would have to drive over to somewhere that has Comcast already, order Comcast for someone else's service. Or I mean, this is, this is an extreme situation too, right? Because I can always just get on my phone, kill the Wi-Fi and hop on to Verizon. But now, hey, <laughs> Verizon and Comcast are competitors. So it's, there's this whole kind of like, who's, who's going to play nice with who, right? And if, if you have an issue, are you actually going to be not, not on paper, but in reality, locked into a service now? Because that, this happens in a lot of different areas of life, right? You make too much money, you get locked into a job, you can't quit, you're stuck, right? Um, and it, it just happens all over the place, right? You get locked into a contract, you can't leave that contract, you're stuck. So many different things. And it's, it's horrible. The only thing worse than having too many choices is having no choice at all and just being completely locked in. So I'm worried about that. Uh, and that's the thing that probably scares me the most is that they'll just cut, cut your, your ability to, to move away from what you have already. Um, and, and we see this already coming in. Um, we've seen it for years, right? That whole cutting out of the competition. You can look on a map and say, Hey, where's uh, Verizon Fios? Oh, it's over here in this, in this one chunk of the U S where's yeah. Comcast. Oh, it's over here. Where's charter. Oh, it's over here. Everyone has their own turf, their own territory, and they agree with each other to kind of, they kind of have a, like a like a wave and a nod sort of situation. Like, yep, we'll stay out of your territory, you stay out of our territory, and we'll just kind of have mini monopolies essentially. Um, yeah. And of course, it's it's totally legal because they're not true monopolies, but still at the same time they have a stranglehold on consumers at at the moment. That's how I feel. Um, I could be completely crazy. Who knows? Yeah, I so, think that's absolutely true. So kind of where I want to move to now is what does this mean for developers, right? What does net neutrality, uh, and, and this is great based on like kind of like what RJ was talking about with monopolizing, you know what I'm saying? Is this going to lead towards developers needing to take sides, right? And, and kind of figuring out, you know, well, I want to deal with maps. So if I want to deal with maps, I need to go with Google because they hold the monopoly on it. 
right? I know right. it's a bad example, but I mean, does, are there ramifications for developers? I'm sure there are going to be because um, kind of kind of what Ryan was saying before, where hey, I want I work with Salesforce, right? Or I work with shoot, what if what if I work for Netflix, right? And I'm I have a service that doesn't uh, play nicely with Netflix, right? So let's just imagine imaginary situation. I have Charter. Charter doesn't play nice with Netflix. I work for Netflix from home remote full time. I'm getting into Netflix servers. I'm going to Netflix.com essentially. And may, of course, it's not going to be Netflix.com, but it's going to be some related domain, right? Um, you know, or Netflix.com or something crazy like that, right? I'm going to be putting services up there. I'm going to have to test those services. If they don't play nice with each other or if they suggest, oh, well, you need the Netflix package or you need this package or that package, right? Now I have to go and my normal development routine would be wake up, have some coffee, get online, do some stuff, and not really care whether or not these things play nice because everyone is forced to play nice with each other. Now, all of a sudden, my packets are less valuable or uh, seen as less valuable or scalable, like uh, basically throttleable. Mm -hmm. So now I'm trying to do work, and it's grinding to a halt. So now I have to call up Comcast or whoever is at Charter. I have to call up Charter and get the Netflix package just so I can do work. And, of course... Everyone's going to argue, well, you would already have the Netflix package because if you work there, A, you're going to get the package, and B, you're probably going to have Netflix anyway at your house. So you're going to have the package already. True. But I have to worry about that now. Well, that brings up a good point because when you think about, like, developing on Salesforce, right, and 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 we talk about possibly, like, let's just say that Salesforce is throttled in certain instances, right, based on whatever your ISP is, Okay. And what happens when the only ISP in your area is anti-Salesforce, okay? And so they severely throttle it for some, for, you know what I mean? Just hypothetical reason they're throttling it. And it's making your job as a developer that much harder because, you know, you can't work as good as a, competi a competing company. Let's just say, you know, you're on the West Coast and they're on the East Coast where, you know, they've got Comcast and you've got Charter and all of a sudden, you know, your company can't actually equally compete with theirs at that point, right? Right. I, I think it's it's along the lines, you know, um, we've got several people talking about this in the chat, including, you know, Zachary Jeans is in there, Randy Thompson's in there, and of course Megan's in there. But uh, Randy's asking if our opinion is basically that, do we think it's possible that this could make it more expensive to work from home? that it might affect the remote working industry. And I, you know, I think with what RJ was just saying, with what you're saying, I think it's totally possible if they decide to leverage it. The question is, can they be trusted? And I look at cable companies, like I look at insurance companies, man, and I don't trust either of them. Not at all. Well, we live in a capitalist society and this is what I always like, I, I always kind of go back to, and it's like, I would love for it to all be, rainbows and kitty cats because i freaking love kitty cats and rainbows let's be real but um you just you just get worried we live in a capitalist society this is what america's built on yeah and I'm, i mean you know we take advantage of it to that point zachary is saying he says you know um you know he thinks the individual companies will sue if they're slowed too much and i agree they can sue uh but you know keep in mind that people pay to play for every component in the economy already Right, so he's kind of bringing, if I'm interpreting that right, 
um, I think what he's kind of saying is like it's, it's working like the rest of businesses elsewhere, right? It I mean, the the companies with the money get the benefits. You're laughing. RJ's <laughs> typing and it keeps switching over to a sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Like, I was, yeah, like I rage typing. Bruh. No, it's just a little bit loud. Sorry about that, BJ. Um, yeah, I was just saying, Megan was uh, talking in there about how she doesn't think we'll be uh, affected working from home. And I was just saying, basically, uh, my problem is I'm, I'm biased. I'm super biased and I can admit it. Um, I don't trust big companies to do the right thing when the wrong thing is what's going to fill their wallet. Uh, yep. Is really what it boils down to for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can totally see. I mean, there was for a long time, at least in my area, our cable actually, their contract actually read something like, you're only allowed to hook one machine up to your Wi-Fi through the cable modem, right? You couldn't have a home network. They they tried, and I'm like, good luck trying to enforce that as I had like 15 machines on the network, right? I was like, kiss my butt. Um, so I think they gave up on that. But I mean... They tried to tell you that, and I, I fear that they're going to come through and tell you the same kind of thing with like, oh, yeah, we're not going to let you, you know, have a work from home business that relies on the cloud unless you pay for our work from home business account. Right. And we're going to monitor all of the big clouds like Amazon Cloud and Salesforce and Google and Azure and all this stuff. Right. And if you're connecting to those, they're going to charge you a bigger fee. Now, to that point, to what we said earlier, um, it was uh, uh, the the money's going to actually get charged to the companies themselves, which again is just it's just going to turn around and kick the consumer at the end of the day. So here's uh, a really good kind of like question though, right? Is you know at the beginning of the episode we we brought up that it was voluntary up until 2015. Like this wasn't something that was happening prior to 2015, at least at not at a notable scale, right? right? So. I almost wonder, one, cable companies knows that they're going to get a huge backlash um, from consumers if they start doing this kind of stuff, right? If they start putting microtransactions into your account, okay? But I also wonder kind of the flip side is that, like, would they have ever noticed had this ever been a thing, right? Right. Like, would they ever even thought, like, dude, we could be charging more for this kind of stuff had no one brought it up? I think they did. It's like Schrodinger. Yeah. I think they did start thinking about that, and that's why the push to put net neutrality in place was there, right? It was like, hey, people are starting to realize this crap, and I, I, you know, and I'm pretty sure it was, it was from those people who were like me were experiencing like, why the hell every time I connect to like this competing service is it slow, right? Where they were throttling. I guarantee you they were throttling. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's documented cases of, of throttling happening, but <clears throat> to kind of throw to kind of throw it back around and come back to, uh, I guess, the brighter side of things, right? Um, it's not all it's not all dark, you know. Mm-hmm. Some of the good some of the good things that could come out of this, I think, um, are it's the possibility of, and this isn't a thing yet, but it's the possibility of more ISPs popping up that are willing to kind of take what's going on, right? And and kind of, I guess, use it to their advantage because they they want to be the hero. Right. You know what I mean? So they're going to come out and say, hey, look, here we are. We're whoever.com. Come over to us. We're a brand new ISP. 
Uh, we're all about not throttling. We're all about basically uh, post or, or post net neutrality failure or whatever you want to call it. Uh, post this all kind of crazy stuff. We're all about the new stuff now, which is taking customers seriously and kind of behaving as if net neutrality is still a thing. We're going to treat everything the same. And now those people, of course, everyone's going to start buying from them. But that's like, I don't know. No, I'm with it because that's what Benioff does with Salesforce. Like, and, and I mean, like, not to pitch the Kool-Aid necessarily, but it's true, right? When you're looking at uh, uh, who you're buying a product from, aren't mm -hmm. you going to want to buy from the person with, with the same morals and ethics that you would hope to support yourself? Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? But I think that let's take Atlanta. But let's take Atlanta as a, as a case study, right? Google Fiber came here, right? And they had so much red tape to get through that they had to shut it down. So Google Fiber is no longer, uh, and I'm wearing the Google Fiber shirt right now, actually. Google Fiber is not in Atlanta anymore. It's uh, it's gone, essentially. They, they tried it. Um, and essentially, the whole entire thing just became one huge failure because it was roadblock after roadblock after roadblock after roadblock and not being able to release that sort of technology. Now, again, another good thing is that people started bumping up their speeds, right? Now I can get 200 megabit instead of 70, which I was getting for 60, whatever it was. So they bumped it up to 100 and then 200 to sort of compete in that area. But then they realized, hey, oh, shoot, Google's not coming anymore. The threat has been annihilated. So now we don't have to go any further. They're not doing 300 or 400 or 500. Why not? You know? So they started scaling up to meet that competition, but then they murdered the competition outright. They just took it out back and shot it in the head. So they wouldn't have to increase their speeds anymore, I yeah. assume. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, they just want to. They're like an insurance company, man. They just want to freaking stuff their pockets, right? That's 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 my worry. And call me cynical, and I'll take it. I I totally agree. I am, and I just don't trust them at all. You know what? What I would really like to see, you know, because you know Google tried and they were putting in Google Fiber in places and right. But if I believe that that whole project like is is suspended or whatever, they're not doing that anymore. From what I heard, right? Um, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Pretty much but, dead, as far as I can tell. But what I would like to see is you got companies like Apple, right? These tech companies that just have more money than God, right? I mean, you uh, I can't remember who it is, but they tweet all the time about how much money Apple has and all the stuff that they could buy, right? Yeah. I would like to see Apple and Google get together nicely and maybe Amazon bring them into the fold and say, look, you know, this is only going to hurt consumers and it's only going to hurt business as well. Let's just get together. And let's put our own damn infrastructure in and let's just take the cable companies out of it all together. Cause I, I will take, I'll even take ads, right? I'll even take a few ads from Google and Amazon. Every, if I log into Amazon and they throw me an ad, I don't, I don't care. If you can give me the fast feeds, the unthrottled network and guarantee me that you're never going to do that, put in your own damn infrastructure and I will buy it from you and I will drop cable in a heartbeat. There would be, I would, I would be first in freaking line. I would camp out for a week just to do it because I can't stand cable companies and I do not trust them at all. But it's I like airlines, but that's a whole nother show, <laughs> I do but not our channel. 
I, uh, it, yeah. I do kind of trust the techniques, right? I mean, the Jeff Bezos of the world and, you know, the, the, the Tim Cooks and Mark Benioffs and stuff because they're geeks like us, man. And that's that's what I'm about. I'm about the geek factor of it. And if you can give me a geek internet, great. That's what I want. More than others, yeah. I agree with that. I definitely trust them a little bit more than others, but I, I still don't fully trust them um, completely. I mean, the other thing is, again, it's it's not like the only way to get uh, to get some internet is is over uh, coax or, or fiber. I mean, those are the better ways. Um, but there's there's so many other things and technologies moving forward at a so far at a pretty good pace. Well, I mean, it's um, like four G when you think about it like that, right? Uh, you look at the marketplace for all cell phone providers, and and how soon before cell phone providers start releasing unlimited you know, hotspot. Yeah. I mean, the, that's what I'm saying. Kind of the, the good side is that technology is moving fast and we don't have to do everything over, over wire anymore. Um, so maybe if someone like Google comes through and puts together a different sort of plan rather than trying to go through pre-existing channels, right? All the wire that's underground here and, above ground and all over the place here. If someone were to do something like that and put together essentially a plan that said, hey, maybe we'll use fiber in conjunction with cell towers or, or what have you. Maybe someone will put together a genius plan and say, this is the way to do it. Let's check this out. And then they'll run down that path and maybe that'll work. You know, I think we have enough smart people in the US um, to, to remedy the situation in a number of ways. So I don't think we're dead just yet, um, but I'm still kind of scared a little. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm being optimistic that nothing's going to change. But at the end of the day, when I go to bed, I'm I'm going to bed just waiting to wait for the the email to come from Charter to say, "Hey, we're introducing our new packages, and here's our premium entertainment package, and here is our work from home package, and here is our social media package." And yeah, I I, I shudder for that because i i really do think it's on the way trying to remain positive though because like to brian's point up until 2015 there wasn't any legislation guaranteeing that they wouldn't do that um i just don't trust them i i'm sorry i can't so, so do we have any more comments or questions in the chat uh they're kind of a little off topic they're talking about google or uh, uber and lyft at the moment but um a couple of people are saying like uh comcast zachary says he's got comcast out in portland he hears the service is much better in portland than it is in new england for instance so it might be a regional thing too i don't know um that that kind of begs the question so if you're in an area like new york city or los angeles or san francisco or whatever where there is probably more of the tech nerdy sucking up all the bandwidth do you think it's more likely in some places they'll throttle and in more rural areas they won't because there's just not as much traffic or i mean i see that weird I well mean, if if it goes anything like the caps did if you guys remember data caps if it goes anything like that we I, still have them yeah exactly and i don't and i live an hour away from you and that's and that's kind of exactly my point, right? So you live in, uh, well, just just outside of Atlanta proper, right? I live forty miles west of there, right? So just living an hour away from you, pretty much, is is the difference between cap and no cap. I can just 
plug data all day. We have our TV running all day. <laughs> you know, everything's just running constantly, just flooding, just pouring through data. Well, that was actually funny because we only had a 300 gig limit, and I know a lot of a lot of uh, single coworkers of mine who were surprised when I said we burned through 300 gigs. That's nothing, and they're like, "How?" And you're like, "When you have four people utilizing streaming services, YouTube or Netflix, the internet in general, you know, your phones are hooked up to Wi-Fi. That eats up data. At least now they've moved to a terabyte, and you know, I'll never hit a terabyte, so I, I actually don't care about the terabyte data cap." but I'm sure there's plenty of pirators out there who are pissed about it. Well, the other thing is it depends on the quality of what you're streaming, right? So if you're streaming 1080p or 720p, that's less. If you're streaming 4K or 8K or 10K, whatever the heck you're streaming at that point, now all of a sudden, double, triple, quadruple, you know, you're, you're throwing up big numbers, right? So you if you have... in all your fours and fives. If you have... If you have four people simultaneously streaming 4K uh, media, you're going to eat through that one terabyte very quickly, very quickly. And then on top of that, so in my house, just just as a kind of an example, right? Brittany will be downstairs. She'll be doing something in the kitchen, making like a bottle for the babies or something. She's got Taylor Swift blasting through her phone. I'm up here. I'm chatting with you guys. We're streaming this live, right? Um, I've also got 300,000 other tabs open because that's the type of person that I am. And I know there's a lot of people who hate that, but that's why I had to put that out there. Then downstairs, Spencer, of course, uh, our oldest, he's five. He's got his iPad and the TV like locked down, which, you know, I usually get onto him about, but I can't right now because I'm all the way up here. Um, but he's streaming like 1080p on both of those things usually. So and it's just it's just very quick to to go through, and then my phone, obviously, you know, Pokemon Go, of course, is on my it's on the Wi-Fi, taking up some data. So there's all kinds of things just constantly sapping through your data. But I have no data caps, so I don't care. Right on. Just down the road. You're just down the road, and you have data caps, so it's it's kind of weird. Yeah, apparently so, we have them here, but I don't know that I've ever hit one. So it's I want to say at one point it was 200 gig, and I've if I've hit it, they've never yelled at me for it. So that I can commend. I mean, that I don't get. Like, screw the data cap. It's not like it's being stored anywhere, right? It's just going, coming and going, and it's out. It just, I don't know, beef it up. Well, you think it's not being stored anywhere, but now everything everything you're looking at is getting, is getting chunked onto a server somewhere so that they can go through your datas. Yeah. So, so I think I think we've run out of time, but uh, we're very interested in hearing what your thoughts are on net neutrality and 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 you know the effects of it. Um, comment below, subscribe if you haven't already, like it if you did like it. Um, if you didn't, I'm really sorry. Um, but otherwise, have a great evening. Thank you guys so much for watching. Yeah, and we just have to fill a little bit of time while I get the bump ready to go. There we go. Are you ready for the bump? I'm ready for the bump. <laughs> All right, you do not need the special streaming package for this, just so you know. All right, night, everybody.